0: Welcome everyone to another Shifting Schools webinar. I'm so excited to be back. Uh, With a a pretty geeky episode today as we talk about three Google Chrome extensions for presentation design for you and your students to use in the classroom. Of course, I'm joined today by my friend, my colleague, Tricia Friedman, our DEIJ slash SEL expert uh, in the house with us today. Tricia, thank you again for joining me and going through some of our favorite Google Chrome extensions today. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing well. Happy to be with you. And, and Jeff, of course, you know, today's presentation and the free guide that this presentation talks about comes from one of the questions from our valued newsletter audience. Um, and again, folks, you can subscribe to the free Shifting Schools newsletter anytime. You can head over to shiftingschools.com. Um, when you respond to our newsletter, Jeff and I read every single response. We do our absolute best uh, to be as responsive as possible. And we noticed that we were getting a lot of, you know, questions around this idea of presentation design, of, as you were saying, like, geeky little things that you can experiment with that have, I think, really big impact on the learning experience. So the free guide that goes along with this, as you're listening to today's conversation, if you're thinking, oh, gosh, I don't know that I'm going to remember everything that Jeff and Trisha talked about. Inside the free guide, uh, there's more video content where we have all of those reminders. So if you're also thinking, oh, I know a colleague of mine would have appreciated this. Great. Send them the link to the free guide. Um, They can check it out. We we walk through, uh, again, the reasons that we wanted to focus on the Google Chrome extensions that you'll hear us talk about today.
0: Yeah, and I think that's one of the things that makes our free guides, you know, different than other free guides is Trisha has spent hours as anybody who's made videos knowing putting videos inside the free guide. So you're going to download the PDF and then inside the PDF are videos that walk you through how to install that, that extension or, uh, how, how you might use this. uh, and what does it look like once you're inside, uh, for today's, uh, uh, presentation inside Google Slides. Uh, so that's that's great as well. So we're going to get going here in just a second. Before we get started, though, I do want to mention today's uh, webinar sponsor, Quizalize. Uh, a shout out to them. Thank you to Quizalize.com for being a sponsor of Shifting Schools. Uh, you're going to be hearing more about them in the coming months. But right now, because it is Thanksgiving week here in the US, which means Black Friday and anybody here in the US and probably around the world is getting bombarded right now with Black Friday sales. But with our uh, sponsorship and our partnership with Quizalize.com, down at the bottom of your screen, you are seeing that right now, between now and December 4th, you can get 80% off their premium subscription. That is one year of premium subscription to Quizalize and everything that Quizalize offers, for14 dollars is what it works out to be 14 bucks it's like a dollar seventeen or less than a dollar twenty a month and you get premium access for an entire year for14 dollars uh, just you can't find this deal anywhere else other than with our partnership uh, here at shifting school so uh, really appreciate them for offering that to you again all you have to do is go over and sign up for a free account and then when you upgrade to their premium ad- edition, Use the code shifting schools all one word all capitalized. So thank you to Quizlize uh, for being a sponsor. Uh, a big shout out to them, and and hopefully you appreciate what they're what they're being able to do uh, with you as well, offering you as well. With that, Trisha, let's get into today's three Chrome extensions. And our first one here is Flat Icon. Talk to me about Flat Icon, Trisha.
1: Okay, so I'm going to walk you through sort of two of the reasons that I really love using this Google Chrome extension. I think, you know, maybe a decade ago, a few folks were familiar with their website, which is also great. With the Google Chrome extension, when I'm working directly within Google Slides, once I've enabled that Google Chrome extension, essentially it gives me this fantastic searchable database of all different icons. So Jeff, if you can kind of um, you know go through the next two slides, I'll show you what that actually looks like in action. So I, I like to keep my slides when I'm working really with learners of all ages I like to keep a minimum of text there's two reasons i like to do that a i think a lot of text on a slide visually is overwhelming is distracting if i'm trying to talk to a group of students or if i'm leading a professional learning session i don't want people making that decision of do i read from the slide or do i listen to what trisha is saying i want the engagement to be you know really the conversation in the room right the, the slides are there as a guide so in my slides and in all of our Shifting School slides, it's very common that we have a lot of downloadable resources that we include. Now, sometimes when I'm going through slides, it may not be obvious that the resource is actually there to click on and download. So I use a nice little link icon. I can even select the color that I wanna use. But here's the thing, Jeff, whenever I, we have a downloadable, I use that same icon again and again and again, because I'm just, you know, I'm kind of trying to lighten that cognitive load for the audience of, okay, right, I know what that is. I've seen it before, Trisha pointed it out, and now I'm just going to expect whenever I see that icon, I know exactly what to do. So it's kind of like a a little bit of a mini routine that I'm setting up with my learning system. If you don't like that particular icon, you can pick a different one, but for me, the key is in being consistent when you use it every single time. Um, the the other reason that, there are many reasons that I love this Google Chrome extension, but um, as Jeff will show us on the next slide, it also really engages the designer of the content to think very carefully about what is it that we're setting up. During our last free webinar where we were talking about single slide pathways, we took you through this system, which basically sets learners up to learn with podcasts and there's protocols, there's reflective routines, there's a community-based note template. So for each of the steps, I have an icon. Now for me as the designer, when I'm picking out those icons, it's also asking me to think really critically, what's happening in this step? So, you know, for example, the last final step, we've got that cup of tea icon, I went through and I'm thinking, what's the really important part of this process in step six that I want people to understand? It's the community. Now, I'm a huge tea drinker. Jeff, you know this about me. We talk about our favorite teas very often. So that's the icon that I went with. But I just find on the opposite end, I need to think about my message and I need to think about what's the most important thing that I want to communicate here.
0: Yeah, and I think the idea, I mean, every educator knows the power of routines. And we need to also be thinking in our digital spaces, what are the routines we're setting up in our digital spaces? And that's really what this is about. Find an icon that appeals to you that you know students are going to see over and over again and use it as part of your learning routine. It's just a great way, you know, the more you actually change the different icons, the more confusing it becomes for all learners. So find your icons, pick them, choose them use them over and over again. The nice thing is, is once you have them inside of Google slide, it's just as simple copy paste, copy paste, you can move them around to different slides and duplicate them all you want. So just, you know, I, again, I love this. Uh, there's so many great icons out there. You don't have to just, you know, have the built-in arrows that come inside of Google slides. Flat icon is a great, uh, a great resource for that. Let's talk a little bit about Unsplash. This, I think you and I both, when we're building presentations, Uh, we understand the power of images. Uh, I do a lot of presentations with teachers around the power of images, around how the brain works. What do we know about neuroscience and the way the brain works around images? And Unsplash allows you to have access to some incredible, incredible images. Trisha, talk a little bit about this extension.
1: So Unsplash, yeah, has you know for a very long time been one of my must go to tried and trusted Google Chrome extensions. So you can see that uh, in this example of the slide, there's a big beautiful image of um, a-, a rapid, like a running rapid river. So I like to use my make sure that my first slide is always just full screen image. And I do that because I think it sets the tone, right? I'm a big believer in the role that wonder and awe should play in presentations. So for me, it's even, I'm going to have that image up on the screen before I say a word, before anything happens. I want the audience. I want participants. I want students to kind of engage that little, that little 5% of curiosity and be thinking, Huh. I wonder what that image has to do with what we're going to be talking about. I think that that's you know, if I'm a participant and I come and I sit down and there's 50 words on a slide, I've got to be honest. Like it, a either feels a little bit overwhelming or b it just lacks that emotional element to it. But when I sit down and the presenter has an interesting, engaging image. I start asking questions. What's this going to have to do with that? Um, And then often when I find that unsplash image, I'm gonna carry that metaphor out through the rest of the presentation. So the first image was that running rapid. And then when I'm working through this presentation, we have this, this picture that really puts the participant in the kayak, right? And we'll be talking about how we co-navigate together. So I will often search through Unsplash, find an image, and then I will be thinking, how can I carry that same tone and message and theme through the rest of the presentation? So it's a nice visual reminder. It's a kind of a thematic element. And again, it asks me to think, as the designer of learning, what's the message? What's the metaphor? Um, And for this particular presentation, I really wanted participants and I to be talking about co-navigating, about how, yeah, when you're on the water, the weather can change, there can be different obstacles and surprises, and we have to work together inside of our vessel.
0: Yeah. One of the things that, you know, I talk about, and I love this because we can, we're, we're not going to get into the neuroscience behind images and the way the brain works today. That's not this, that's not this webinar, but I will put this out there because this is one of the things that I talk with teachers about all the time. And I need teachers to take a deep breath because this just is going to hit a little bit hard, but are you ready for this educators? Clip art is dead. No more clip art anywhere in your slides. Clip art went out with the CD we now have places like Unsplash that give us beautiful imageries. And when we learn more about neuroscience, when we learn more about how the brain works, we understand how using gorgeous, beautiful images like this support the brain in learning. And then when you take images and you're doing exactly what Trisha is saying and you are able to create a theme, and this theme, if you can look over to the left there, you can see that the whole theme is around water, right? The waterfall and now you're in a kayak and the, the next image under there that you can kind of see on the screen has water in it as well, right? There's a theme to it but we're not talking little images. And the other thing I want you to notice is it's not we're taking little images like a little clip art and putting it down in the corner. Do you remember what was the the screen bean dude? Do you remember Screen Bean back in the day, Trisha? He was like on every slide that every teacher did. Yes. Clip art is dead. Breathe through that educators. Let that let that sit in and find gorgeous images. It's research based You are supporting the brain. It allows kids to focus. You get to tell a theme that supports learning at all age levels. So stop using clip art and start using big, gorgeous images on your slides with your students. Uh, it, it, just give it a go and see if it makes a difference. See if you get even kids leaning in when they find, when they see these big, beautiful images, a lot of times that we get right to your point, Tricia, it sparks curiosity. What is next? What's the story that goes with this? And it's so, so powerful. And that's the reason why we really like, uh, Unsplash unsplashes as our, uh, our, our added, um, extension. Talk a little bit about why what are some of the other reasons why we like Unsplash around the licensing because I think this is a, a huge part of it too, that teachers, you know, especially as we talk about media literacy and stuff that, that is good for every educator to know.
1: Yeah, and you know, I think some teachers will say, well I was using clip art because it's open use. Okay, yep, that's okay. Unsplash has right there on their website. They talk about how their images are made to be used freely and this is a really good conversation piece with students, right? All the photos can be downloaded for free for commercial, non-commercial purposes. There is no permission needed. However, Unsplash also talks and walks you through how you can give attribution. And it's an interesting conversation I start, I starter, I think for you to show to students, what might it mean actually for us to connect with the photographer? Because you can see on the image, here's who took it. So if you are using it, if you've got students who are putting together uh, digital magazines, right, and you wanna use some of the Unsplash images, could you maybe reach out and send that photographer, hey, here's how we used your photos. Thanks so much for helping us do that. I think it opens up a really great conversation with students to be had around, why why are certain licenses in existence? Why might some creators actually want their images to be open use? And what does it mean to take that extra little step and say thank you to them when you're using it?
0: Yeah, that's a great, that's a great, uh, it's so good. That's one of the reasons why we really like Unsplash. Michael has a question over in the comments. When it comes to Flat Icon and Unsplashed, can you download the icons to use in other programs?
1: So if by other programs, you mean, um, you know, can I use it across the board with uh, Google Workspace, like in Google Docs, I'm I'm guessing Michael might mean, yeah, absolutely, you can. Can I go to, uh, you know, if I'm in PowerPoint, I can't use a Google Chrome extension because it just doesn't convert that way. I could, however, go to Unsplash's website. I could go to the Flaticon website and then use them in a platform like that. So if you're thinking, oh, you know, I'm not at a Google school, but can I make use of these tools? The answer is yes, just not through the extension, through their website. So again, I think that what both of those tools have done uh, to make any kind of presentation just visually a lot more dynamic is great. So it's time for us to talk about our third and final Google Chrome extension, which Jeff, you and I have also used this across not just Google Slides inside Google Docs. You can use it inside Forms as well. The third and final one is Moat. And Jeff, I know that you are a huge fan of Moat as well. What I love it for is that it's really going to take a presentation and even if you're delivering your work live or in person, it's going to make it asynchronous. It's going to give an added level of support. Maybe somebody joined late, maybe a student is homesick. Maybe you know that participants are going to return to the slides. Once you have enabled Moat, you'll have a nice little purple icon and then anywhere in your slides, you click it and you start recording. And the thing that's great is it's going to leave that little icon on the slide. You can have it as big, as small, you can move it around on the slide. So in this example, I have a protocol. Now, maybe I actually want to explain to participants Here's why we're using the protocol. So my audio explainer, it might be a little bit more about my why. So I could use it in a variety of ways. I could actually walk through the directions, but I could also add it almost like a footnote and kind of do a behind the scenes. Hey, here's the intention behind this. Here's how I've used this in other situations. Uh, But this has been so beneficial. Uh, You know, I, I... I think we have all worked at you know, different times in the year where you know that there's going to be a lot of students who are absent or there's going to be a lot of teachers who can't make that meeting. This is a really seamless way, I think, to plan both for live and for people who are not necessarily attending live. Um, and then I will also say adding that audio element that is voice, there's a personal touch to that. And those of you who are co-designing with somebody else, I might actually just leave this little audio message here. Maybe Jeff and I are planning together. I explain, hey, Jeff, you know, here's what I'm thinking we might do with this slide. What do you think? And maybe I actually deliver the slide the way that I would deliver it in a session so that Jeff can hear and he can sort of say, oh, you know, this is what's not clear to me. Or, you know what, actually, maybe your choice of wording, um, maybe you want to switch it out for this. So it's also a really great way to co-plan a lesson or a presentation together, too.
0: Yeah, there's so many ways that, to use Mo. And the thing that I love about Mo is it keeps popping up in more and more of the Google Workspace tools. It's now inside of Gmail. So if you want to, you can actually send an email as a note. I have seen schools use this. If you have parents who maybe speak another language, you can have an interpreter come in and actually send an email in the language that you need those parents to be actual, actually to hear. Uh, it's inside Google Forms now. So you can actually set up a Google Form quiz where students have to actually speak. I'm thinking world languages where students have to, you know, repeat a sentence or translate a sentence and actually record the answer as an audio file moat. Blows my mind! I love this extension so much. I'm also very excited that they are a partner. They've been a longtime partner with us here at Shifting Schools. You can find uh, all of the, the latest offers from all of our partners there at the bottom of your screen. If you go to shiftingschools.com/offers, you'll see the latest offers from all of our sponsors. But when it comes to just, you know, creating engaging content, you've got to be using MOC. If you if you are in a Google Workspace school please just install it and start playing with it. The way that you can leave comments off to the side of a Google doc to give students feedback where they get to hear the teacher's voice and you get to talk about the great things about their paper or their essay and also the, the one or two things that they need to work on in a true feedback form. It's just, it's so incredible the things that you can do with moat. A lot of the work I'm doing right now with schools is in high flex classrooms, right? High flex classrooms where you might still have students who are away or or students who are learning online and have students in your class. Moat is a great way to do exactly what Trisha said in my classroom. Of course, I'm going to explain kids are in front of me. I'm going to explain how to use, you know, bricks and kicks, but the kids that are at home who aren't going to be in my class synchronously, I'm going to leave the moat there so that they know exactly, they get the exact same thing that the kids in the classroom get. It supports learners no matter where they are. And that is a massive shift coming out of education right now is being able to support students regardless of where they're learning. And Mo is such a great extension uh, to support all of you who are in the Google workspace um, arena. So uh, download it, get it installed today. Again, Trisha walks you through that inside of the free PDF. Uh, Trisha actually has a video that goes more in depth about what does this look like and, and how do you use it? So we, we try to support you as much as we can because we love these extensions so, so much. Um, Trisha, do you wanna talk about some of the other free guides? You've made like three this week uh, that other people can find <laughs> as well. You've been on a tear this week.
1: Sure. And and so again, the the link that's going to directly take you to the guide that we're talking about today, that's in the show notes, that's in the video description. So you can go right there. Um, Of course, when you head over to shiftingschools.com, you have our free guide library that has tons of free guides. I have noticed lately, um, the two that have been really popular are our free guide that's called Talks That Go Beyond the Tools. And this is a free guide that has lots of different reflective uh, protocols that are meant to be used. Let's say your school has taken on a new initiative or you're in a PLC that's trying out a brand new platform or brand new app. That guide is built with you in mind so that your team can reflect. And as the title says, it's not just about the tool. It's talking about how you went after that initiative how you kind of really navigated the change management process. That's been very popular, which isn't surprising, given that we're kind of coming up to the end of a term. And the other one that's been really popular are our four media literacy routines for the year, where Jeff and I take you through ways that you can build media literacy practice all year long. Because, again, media literacy is important not just for media literacy week or perhaps for like a school-wide day, we need to be having conversations around the stories that students are consuming, the ways in which they're engaging with social media. Um, That has impact all the time. So I think it's really critical that we are addressing it all the time. And the routines that are in that free guide are intentionally designed to be explored in an interdisciplinary way. So it's not just I teach one subject, all of the responsibility is on my shoulders. It's looking at how you can spread it out across subject areas, across grade levels. So those are two that you might want to check out if you have not done so yet.
0: Yeah, there's, I don't know, sixty. 60 of them over there. So there's so many of them over there once you get over there. And again, they're all free. You just type in your email address, which you're wanting to give us anyway, because if you're on our mailing list, you get these ex- right when they come out. They come to your inbox uh, whenever Trisha continues to make them. Uh, so you're going to want to do that. So uh, again, Trisha, thank you so much. Three Google Chrome extensions for you to be thinking about. Uh, and, and using and playing with here as, as we come into uh, what happens to be Thanksgiving week here in the U.S. Uh, we're kind of coming into that time period between Thanksgiving and Christmas, which is why we also wanted to do some of these free webinars talk about these routines, talk about protocols. You know, we're getting into that time of year in the term where there's a lot of reflection. Uh, if you need some protocols around reflections and getting kids to think deeper, that metacogn- uh, cognition that we always talk about, uh, check out our free resources. We got a bunch over there to support you as with uh, as well. I'm going to put that scan code up on the screen one last time. Uh, there it is up in the top corner. You can scan that code and that will download uh, today's uh, presentation and uh, be able to get you your free PDF guide. So we'll go with that. So thanks everyone for joining us. Really appreciate it. Uh, If you have any feedback on these webinars, please do hit us up on Twitter. Our handles are right there as well. Or you can always email us over at info at Shifting Schools. Tricia, thank you so much for taking time to join me today. Uh, I hope everyone enjoyed this Shifting Schools webinar. And with that, we'll see you all on the network.